everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? The podcast where we ask ourselves and others that age-old question, what's your number? In the hopes that telling these stories from our sexual past might help us get a little closer to understanding why we are the way we are. I'm Olivia, recording from Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from New York City. So we're back with another episode of What's Your Number? And um, today we're not going to be telling any sex stories. Um, So what do we have going on today? And half the people turn it off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We (laughs) don't even talk about sex on this podcast hardly at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but no, today we are talking about something different. Um, Not dating or sex specifically, but platonic friendship. Yeah. Um, specifically, we're going to be looking at it through the lens of a book that you, uh, Mariah, recommended to me a long time ago, and I finally read um, Big Friendship by Amina Tussauds and Anne Friedman. Yes, um, two amazing, amazing women who were actually very early on in the, um, the I guess, the, the female podcasting kind of genre. Yeah. Um, when I was starting my podcast back in the day and, um, you know, my little millennial search for meaning, they were taking off like right before that they were, yeah, things were going crazy. It was like right when podcasts started to be a thing, but still not mainstream yet. Yeah. Seriously. They're really like trailblazers in that way. Yeah. And their podcast is, is really cool too. It's basically, it's like long two long distance besties like check in with each other and they're both like really smart and just really well read and know a lot about what's going on and like really funny funny people and shout out to um a guest that we've had on dr morgan anderson um my bff slash basically a sister to me at this point um she is the one who gifted me this book yeah so cool and why did she I mean, besides the obvious reason that you guys are really good friends, like anything, did she, what did she get from it or what did she hope that you would sort of take away? You know, it's actually hilarious. I don't think she actually has read it. No way. Um, (laughs) So she, well, she, she gave it to me and I think she gave it to another one of our friends and um, she was like, let's all read it together or something like that. And then that never happened. And then um, I was actually talking to her. I talked to her about it like, I periodically will like bring it up because it was such a great book to read. So it was during the pandemic that she gave it to me. Uh-huh. And um, it, I think she was just like thinking about friendship and how it's so important and like you have to be intentional about it. And I was like, okay, like I will read this at some point because I knew I had known that I liked them, but I didn't yet know like how cool of a topic it is. Right. Um, because like, what do you hear when someone's like, here's a book about friendship? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's friendship is so uh, kind of vague. I mean, they t- actually talk about this in the book. So it's sort of like they, it could mean anything. Yeah. 
kind of underrated too. Like I just remember growing up, um, especially targeted towards like young girls. There's a lot of like, kind of like, oh, friendship, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of packaged up and sold to us. Yeah, like the necklaces. Exactly, yeah. Friendship necklaces, things like that. But what I, what really, I mean, I what really floored me about this book was just like how much I really did get out of it because, you know, the pandemic was like a tough time for a lot of people's friendships. Um, I was, you know, I was like, you know, living as a digital nomad or kind of like figuring out where I wanted to live when the pandemic happened. So all of a sudden I was like really far away from all my closest friends. Um, I actually read it sitting on a beach after my first semester of grad school during which I was super depressed because I was like far away from my friends. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I'm interested to hear maybe after we talk, um, when we get a little bit more into it, if it's changed any anything that you do or if it's if it's changed like the way that you are in your friendships at all because it's I mean it has kind of a self-help component in the sense that it's like it it doesn't give advice really but it sort of does yeah they have suggestions for kind of you know what you need to do to to make your friendships last and starting with recognizing that you value them and you want them to last and yeah yeah yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I guess just just uh, kind of back up a little bit here. So um, Aminatou So and Ann Friedman, they're the hosts of Call Your Girlfriend. Um, they also came up with this idea called Shine Theory, which is I don't shine if you don't shine. Mm-hmm. Um, basically just about, just like a, a mindset for highlighting other women in the workplace and like, you know, building each other up as much as we can. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that also sounds really cheesy, like outside of the context, but like they they bring so much like research and um, I don't know, they just bring so much intelligence to it that it doesn't feel like talking down to us. It feels like, you know, very practical feminist advice. No, and then sure. um, the impetus for this book And we will get to like all the things you talked about, but really like the focal point of this book and why they wrote it was actually they had been doing their podcast for a while and they had been friends for a really long time, like really amazing, you know, best friends. And they actually had to go to therapy to save their friendship. Yeah. So that's how the idea of this book came about. Yeah. And you can really feel it in the book. I mean, you can. They they aren't just like, yeah, we've had our troubles. We even had to go to therapy, and like you, on every line, I feel like you can still feel the tension of between them. To be honest, like it just seems like they were really working through things as they as they wrote it. Yeah. I don't know if you got that as well. I honestly like ended the book being like, man, I don't know if you guys are gonna stay. Yeah, me too. Friends. <laughs> I was like, man, you, there's a lot of, of hurt here. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of hurt. I mean, especially like Aminatou to Anne. I got that sense as well. Yeah. I got that sense. I got that sense as well. I love how we're like, we're really digging into the tea. We're really digging into it. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like Anne spent the entire book apologizing. No, but like, I know. I noticed that too. I was like, Anne, you don't have to apologize for everything. Like I could just tell she was like, there were sections where she was just very like, it's not clear who wrote what, but I was like, whoever wrote this is very self-deprecating of Anne. And I was like, Anne, you got to let it go. Like you 
yeah, you don't deserve, you know? Yeah, I that. mean, it, it it just wasn't super balanced in that way. But yeah, let's, uh, yeah, there's a lot in this book that's like super interesting, honestly. Yeah, really recommend um, to anyone who has friends um, or if you don't, but you want some, maybe try well, reading one this. More. Like also, oh, sorry, I just wanted to say like also if, no, you're good. for like younger people, I think. Yes. It's a very cool, I, I they their portrait of them as young friends is really cool and inspiring and also so jealous just yeah I mean it it kind of might be a cool thing to read when you're in your early 20s and just kind of help you think like realize like the the people that you're making friends with at this point like yeah just like fucking go all in like there's so much to be gained you know and just enjoy it I don't know I think um, it's worth mentioning before we dig into more nitty gritty details that I think the the real takeaway of this book is that friendship is something that you can um, be intentional about and that it's okay to really care about. Because I think they talk a lot about how in like, you know, in our modern world in which we live, like friendship takes a backseat to a lot of things. and. Yeah we don't feel like we can be mad at our friends. Like we don't feel like we can like have heart to hearts with our friends. And, you know, we don't feel like we can do all the other things that we would feel like we could do in a romantic relationship. Yeah. And yet friendship is like, or our family, right? And yet friendship is like more important than both of those things, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, it's, I would say that it's, there are these three pillars that, I mean, for everybody, they're going to be a little bit different, but um, yeah, I I don't actually know if romantic relationships are a pillar. (laughs) Anyways, it doesn't matter. But yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's one, one thing that really stood out to me that they say kind of toward the end of the book is that um, basically friendships are an insurance policy against the the hurricanes of life or some they put it I think better than that but it it basically like I I hear a lot of my friends now because we're that age where people are like talking about if they're they're really deciding if they're gonna have kids or not and a lot of things that come up is like who's gonna take care of me when I'm old and it's like if you don't have kids it's your friends your friends take care of you when you're old it's just the truth and I've seen it happen um you know, with a lot of people, like older people that I know. And I do think that, especially for the people who decide not to have kids, um, (laughs) you better have friends. Like, (laughs) And also it's going to make it easier for you to have friends as well, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I think that every relationship is a friendship relationship. Every relationship you should treat as if they are your friend Yeah, um, as well. And yeah, I think that's, that's, that's something I felt even cool. before reading this book and I was like really adamant about because what's it, it's as you see your parents age, yeah, you, your relationship changes with them. But yeah. the best thing you can give, the best gift you can give to anyone is just be a friend. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah, I really agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, and you know, <laughs> it's funny at this point where we are in the podcast, um, I, I, I'm at this point where I've just moved to Barcelona and instead of making friends and this will come up a bit more later, but honestly, like in spite of trying to make friends, um, I just keep making lovers. (laughs) 
I keep like meeting people that I yeah. sleep that I end up sleeping with or you know that just end up becoming romantic interests um and and I think in my last story it was that I was even saying to this guy you know I don't actually need someone to have sex with like I really need a friend right now and um oh, yeah. it's funny that that dichotomy has come up I think in a lot of both of our stories like trying to walk that line between romantic and platonic intimacy like do you have to choose and I mean I, I like that mm-hmm. idea that you 100%. just said of like well at the the basis like the foundation of any relationship should be friendship but like people I think family members and and people that you're sleeping with like we treat each other sometimes like shit because we have these other things that are going for us like strong like sexual desire or just the kind of um constraints of you know being someone's blood relative whereas you yeah. know with your friends you always know that that other person can just walk away they probably have a lot of other friends and so it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of keeps us on our best behavior mhm yeah it does it does um i always like to say one of the it keeps us on our best behavior but like I think one of the important parts of a good friendship is the ability to have those conversations, like to get real. Like for sure. Morgan and I mm-hmm. had a moment like that a couple uh-huh. summers ago okay. where I was like, look, Morgan, like I, you know, there's this, there's that. Like I was just like, you know, just things that we'd never talked about. And I was like, I feel this way. And I, I think a lot of it was like coming from me. Yeah. And to her credit, she was like, okay. I hear you. Yeah. And then she like, she like really listened to me. She like didn't get mad at me for having feelings about it. Yeah. And we're still friends. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, like, I mean, we're still really good friends. And I think that's really important because if you have, like, we've been friends for like almost 12 years. And if you have a friendship that lasts that long, you're going to run into shit. Definitely. No, totally. And yeah, I think. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you. I was just going to say, I think they talk about this in the book, but I think that people just expect a lot of times that like friendships will like, they'll just be good no matter what. And if they're not, then the friendship's over or something like exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. It's Um, like what I just said, like it gets taken too far. Like, okay, you're on your best behavior because you know, people have other friends, but then at the same time people, you know, it, it, yeah, it's part of what contributes to us valuing friendship less but yeah. um yeah yeah I wanted to kind of going back a little bit to sort of you know the difference between friendship and dating and 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 navigating this like one of the I think one of the parts of the book that we both found most interesting was um about how you know the way that we separate the line between like romance and intimacy and friendship um, hasn't always been kind of divided up that way. That pie has has sort of had a different configuration. Sorry, I'm mixing my metaphors. <laughs> we've <laughs> we've divided up. We love of. to mix metaphors on this podcast. <laughs> that pie has had a different configuration in the past. <laughs> but um, I think this is one of those things that it might just be easier for me to kind of um, just say what I mean, which is, or say what they, they said in the book. So basically like, you know, before we, we, um, 
Okay, sorry. I just lost my place. I'm sorry. She'll find it. She'll find it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically, um, they talk about in the book how in as the industrial revolution kind of created these two spheres public and domestic you know one for men to inhabit one for for men um different qualities kind of began to be ascribed to each you know so men and women were kind of discouraged from finding real intimacy with each other whereas marriage you know it was just kind of more of a business arrangement so you were like okay you would mm-hmm. have these really clear ideas, even more than we have today, which we still have these, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm a woman, so I have these needs and I have these um, tendencies and I this is sort of my nature. And, you know, men would sort of have the opposite of that. So it was really hard for men and women to come together and, and form intimacy. Um, so they were talking about how in letters from the 19th century... Um, friendship, not romantic relationships, were the place where women felt free to be themselves and express their emotions. And intense female friendships, even those that might seem erotic to modernize, were accepted because women were supposedly so pure that they wouldn't have sex with each other, even if they slept in the same bed at night. Um, if a woman pro- professed to have a crush on another woman, it wasn't seen as, you know, anything about her sexuality. And they go on to say that letters in which men who identified as straight would talk about falling asleep, you know, with their head lying peacefully on the the breast of their good friend. And look, I mean, some of these people were clearly gay and that's awesome, but for them that they're having the fun that they were like given the times. But I think just the fact that it was socially acceptable is wild, you know? I mean, even... You and me, Mariah, like if I fell asleep with my head on your breast, um, <laughs> I know it, it would be people would accept it, but they it, it would seem it would be a commentary, yeah, on our sexuality. But this, it didn't it used Have to you be ever... sexual, you know, this amount of intimacy and kind of romance, dare I say. How close do you feel like? Or have you ever had like a female friend who like who is super like touchy like that? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, like I've spooned with my friends and stuff like that and, um, been like very cuddly, especially. And when I was younger, I mean, um, like a kid, you know, it, it was more like that, but maybe that kind of, that sort of is to their point. Like when your sexuality quote unquote is like out of the, is not part of the equation, you know, you can just, yeah. you just naturally want to touch people that you love and like be close to them physically. Yeah. I have like, uh, I have had, you know, friendships here and there with people who like, like to, you know, like hold, hold hands or something like that. Yeah. And I always find myself feeling so awkward about it. I don't, really? I don't know why. I think, yeah, I don't know why. I think unfortunately like I've just been socialized in the way that I think like touch is just very like I'll wrap my arm around someone yeah like that feels natural uh-huh. but um and I'll hug people but like holding hands or like cuddling too much for some reason it just feels it feels super romantic to me yeah yeah fair enough for sure. Which is, I, I'm not, like, I don't, like, I wish I wasn't that way, you know? Like, I wish I could be more open. I want to, like, work on that because I like 
the idea of being open. It's just that it's, it's just, for some reason, I always just feel awkward. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know what you mean. I've felt the awkwardness as well. I think, you know, it's, it's just a weird thing though, like holding hands in and of itself. It's not at all sexual. So, right. You know, yeah, it is just funny that we were like, oh, that means, you know, you like, like each other. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Um, if, if we lived in the same city, I would propose that you and I just like practice, like whenever we're together, we just like hold hands hold from time hands. to time so we can like desensitize ourselves. I would love that. I do. I do hold hands with my friends a lot. When I, um, oh, okay. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. But I, I think... Um, but maybe not for like blocks and blocks, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I like will put my, I'll like loop my arm through people's arms a lot. For sure. Yeah. Um, I just have, I have a friend who will sit and talk to me with our hands together. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I like, I like it, but I don't know why. I just feel, I don't feel like, not, like I don't feel like I'm, being very chill in the situation. Right. Like I don't, I'm like, it doesn't you know feel I mean? like natural. It doesn't come naturally to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think I might be kind of like that friend. <laughs> like oh, okay. I'm like a bit, but I think that it's, it for me, I don't know. It just kind of depends like what people are down with. I don't know. Maybe like the other person also has to, you know, kind of initiate yeah. or something. I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of really people who would like, really, it, to be honest. I think there's a lot of people who would probably feel similarly to how I feel, which is I think why I feel awkward about it. Cause it's like, I feel like awkward about it. Cause it's not something I initiate ever. Yeah. So like, and maybe I don't initiate it ever. Cause I'm like worried what people will, that some people won't be into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, fair it's enough. also just, it's, it's so American too. Like, I mean, just, I had this, you know, just living in Latin America and, you know, people are a lot touchier and a lot more like, yeah. you know, just, I always was, I would never know like in Colombia because there isn't like as much of a clear, when do you give the full greeting, kiss on the cheek type of a thing? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in some countries it's like very clear, like Spain, you're like, okay, we do this often. Yeah. Um, early and often. In Colombia, it was more <laughs> situational, you know? Okay. So I always was like, oh, I don't know when. And like, I'd always feel awkward about it. And sure. like, I guess just for me, it's just like a shy thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. totally. I mean, I, for me, like, I've, when I was in India and recently in Egypt, like I noticed a lot of men holding hands and mm -hmm. like in the street and stuff and just like walking along. And when I was reading this, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, maybe when you live in a society that there isn't really much dating or there's a lot less um, and the emphasis on kind of your homosocial sphere like that's that's where those are the people that you hang out with that's like where your life happens it's like in the yeah with people of your same sex um you know it's just so much easier to be intimate in that way because again like sexuality is yeah. off the table you know especially in a society that doesn't accept like men being gay you know so if you're holding hands in the street mm -hmm. you know it doesn't really it definitely doesn't mean that so I don't know just kind of mm -hmm. made me wonder like is dating bad for friendships like <laughs> has it eaten in on, on our intimacy mm. I feel like in some ways yeah because I mean I guess just going back to what you were saying before about how sometimes you just needed a friend but you ended up finding a lover yeah 
like I've talked to certain friends who are like single during the pandemic and they're like, oh my God, I just need to be touched, you know? Yeah. And right. it's like not even in a, not even in a sexual way sometimes. Like you just want someone to cuddle with. You just want someone to, you know, to feel safe with in that way and to feel human and, um, you know, recognized your physicality to be recognized. Yeah. So I can really see that. I think it would benefit us. It would benefit us as a society to touch each other more for sure. I think, I think Americans are very individualized in that way. And we like in the same way that we make everything about sex by being so conservative. Right. You know, for real. Yeah. 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 It's true. Like we're, we're we're like we're we're such a contradictory society in the sense that we're like, you know, um, we're gonna not show nudity on TV, but yet everyone's wearing these like outfits that are like, I guess more I don't know, like not even scandalous isn't even the right word, but it's just like sex is all is like it's there, it's so present, but then at the same time it's like prohibited. Yeah. And so it, I guess it feels like this kind of like Puritan holdover, like oh well, don't don't touch someone of the same sex in a in a way that yeah. you touch your lover, you know? Yeah, have these like very clear lines drawn. I mean, I think it, you know, it makes it all the more titillating, I guess, in a way like, right. I don't know, isn't that, I think that's like what Foucault said about the Victorians or something, that we were getting it all wrong, saying that they were sexless society, like they were obsessed with sex and just <laughs> making it so you know, raising it to this level that it was like such a huge fucking deal to, you know, show your ankle or whatever. I mean, that was just making people, they were on the edge of their seats like all day long, like, you know, because making people so horny. Yeah. Just like, oh, you know, <laughs> feeling yeah, like, yeah, I mean, maybe they, there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's a funny thing, but it's like, it, I think in the American context, like needing to package and sell sex, you know, all the time means that like, you can't just, it can't just be like something that's normal and like chill, you know, mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, sometimes I think there's the question of like, what does the touch mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that is a very kind of, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak to other countries, but I can speak to America. It feels like, well, if that's the question that has to come up, then clearly we're associating touch and sex as like one and the same kind of. Yeah, exactly. They're inherently related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so it's interesting because in the book, they actually kind of explain how this happened because they're like, um, talk about how people start dating in the 20th century or, you know, letting women go into public spaces again, like, which is kind of where the idea of going out comes from. It's like, wow this, you took a girl out, like, of the home. This is crazy, you know, without her father, like. And so Uh people are spending more time together, you know, with opposite sex, and there's sort of this consensus that marriage should involve, you know, common interests and a more fulfilling sex life and stuff like that. But ironically, this actually ended up dealing a huge blow to same-sex friendships, which, you know, suddenly almost became like a threat to male-female romantic partnership and like all of that touching and affection became sexualized. I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's that's very sad for sure. Um, and I mean, I think there was something, 
I forget if this this was in the quote that you read or just something I remembering I'm remembering. Um, but I think she was talking about how like people would write each other really like friends would write each other really long letters. Yeah. Like really long, intimate letters where they would like tell each other like all the details going on in their lives. And um I think that we can probably a lot of us who are like female identifying can probably remember a time when they've had a really close friend who they like told everything to. Yeah. And and I think that kind of in that kind of changes a little bit as you get more of like a steady partner. Yeah. I mean, I still have friends that I tell everything to, but it is a little bit less like I full on rely on you, which is um you know, when I was younger, actually Morgan the other day was uh reading back to me some text messages that we had had between the two of us. And it was Uh really funny because I think we had mostly talked on the phone. Like we'd call each other all the time. Yeah. And and so our texts were few and far between. Okay. So our texts were about like different things. So it would be like, oh, I think I have, oh, I feel like I have something on my vagina. And then the next text would be like, I hate drinking or something. I don't know. It was just like, it was very random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Just like like, getting it off your chest, like saying it into the void. Not the boys, exactly. you know, but someone's on the other side to catch it. Yeah, which That's is exactly like my it. experience of 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 living with a partner as well. I'm just walking by like, yeah. oh my God, I, is, is this a spider bite, you know? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. I, don't, I don't need to maybe text it to a friend as much. I don't know. I definitely haven't stopped um, like narrating every detail of my life to somebody I just now have somebody who I live with who I detail every narrate or I narrate every detail of my life yeah 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 it's actually it's a good segue to um another topic that they talk about in the book and that we kind of wanted to cover which is just about okay so if you know dating is takes something away from friendships then how do you deal with like what serious relationships um and serious friendships, like do those overlap or do they kind of come into conflict sometimes? I would say it's more a question of like, is it possible to, you know, make the time for both or like, like we were just talking about, like, are your super serious big friendships going to change when you have a partner's or a serious um, romantic relationship? So Sorry, that was super ineloquent, but I think I got my point out. Is that, is that, does that make sense there? <laughs> so you're kind of saying like, how in our modern society, like, do we have time to have serious relationships and serious friendships in this, in the way that they talk about? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, well, let me just read what they, what they say and then, and then maybe that would even be the best. <laughs> Okay. Way of putting it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so they write that in recent years, most of our friends have seen their personal and professional responsibilities expand. Time has never felt more precious or scarce. The experts say that when it comes to friendship, 
Ages 30 to 50 tend to be a low point. It's a time when spending unstructured hours with friends and activity that feels second nature when you're younger starts to seem luxurious or even indulgent. If you're lucky, like we were, you have a lot of time for friends in young adulthood. Those friends help you figure out who you are, who you want to be, and what you want to ask from the world. And then, when you finally start to feel at home in your identity and fulfilled in your aspirations, you barely have time for the people who helped you get there. Which is yeah. honestly very sad, I think. And I, you know, I don't accept very that sad. it has to be this way. I don't think they are either. I think they're just sort of no, observing um, what they see. And I mean, I think in this case, honestly, these are two very career-driven people, um, very mm-hmm. ambitious, successful women. So I think there are, in this quote, they might be talking more about like their careers, honestly, than serious relationships when they talk about what it takes away from your friends. But Honestly, like this is a time when career, you know, and relationships get really serious at the same time. Like who's to say even what's what? And then all of a sudden time just feels super scarce. I don't know. It sneaks up on you. But it does. Does this mean you're actually admitting for the first time that your relationship is serious? <laughs> what are you talking about, Mariah? How would no, you, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. you drag me like that? joking no you've you've admitted it before (laughs) um yeah no I so like I like I guess to kind of link it back to what I was telling about how Morgan and I used to constantly be in contact and like she was just like my stream of conscious person Mm -hmm. um and then looking at you know the book um Aminatu and Anne tell the story of them like the early days of their friendship and like, holy fucking shit, that sounds idyllic. You know, they're talking, yeah. you know, they're talking like stay up late. They have like regular cocktail day, dates. They're like at each other's houses. They're doing matching outfits. They're, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's honestly less cringy than I'm making it sound. It's like, it's enviable, you yeah, know? It's they're really sweet. They're, I am in each other all day and like, sharing ideas and starting clubs and like it's like starting wow, you podcasts know, like, <laughs> right like what can't these two friends do and like it truly is like a testament to friendship which I think is why this makes them like the perfect person the perfect people to talk about it because like their friendship was like undoubtedly very heady um yeah they do talk about how a lot of that was it's how they sort of packaged and sold. I mean, that sounds really cynical, but yeah. how they how they performed their friendship a lot of the time as well. And like, I mean, I'm assuming- Later you know, on. Yeah, like later on, like on social media and things like that, you know, just- But early on, early on, I think it was very authentic. Like yeah. the first couple of years of their friendship, like yeah, they were yeah, like- Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, right. Like what they talk about in the book, you mean just like going to weddings together and like, yeah, yeah. just spending a ton of time together. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And like, I, I honestly, like I read that and like my heart ached, you know, I was like, I want that, hmm. you know, like I want that. Like I miss that. I yeah. truly miss having that. Yeah. And yeah. the times that I've been the happiest in my life have been times where I, where I really feel like I have like, you know, my best friend and we just kind of do everything together. Totally. Um, and I mean, in some ways, like ironically, I feel like my relationship fills the void of my best friendships. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, um, but, but yeah, I think I was like, just to circle back to your question, I was thinking about, you know, it doesn't, but it doesn't feel as possible when you're older. Cause it's just, it's like, it's harder. It's harder to have that be part of it. I'm just too busy. Yeah, I know. But it's like, what a racket, you know? Um, I, it's, it has a lot of things. I think we just, there's this, oh God, there's that song. What was, what was her name? Mira or something? Do you remember the song when she was just, she was just talking about like, what if basically the song is like, what if you didn't move? Like, what if we just all stayed here and we're a family? And I remember really feeling that. I think that I was like listening to this song, like during an emo phase in Portland, when like a lot of people were moving away. And I was like, which I think that was probably one of the the best like friendship times of my life um, after college in Portland, probably. And, yeah. you know, I was just like, we're making a big mistake. <laughs> like, yeah. and I was doing it too. You know, yeah. I was, I was pulling up stakes and like going off and doing my own thing. And I mean, I don't regret it. Um, but shit, like there's really something to, the, uh, the ones that stay, you know, to use a, a phrase of mm-hmm. yours and mm-hmm. have those friendships and have like, have life continue to be about being together and like each other. Yeah. I honestly, like, I have that, I have, I had made a mental note to talk about that because it's like the stayers or the goers, you know, I think that friendship is much harder when you are somebody who moves around a lot. Yeah. And because of that, and especially like at the time when I was reading this book, like it really hit me hard because I was like, okay, like what are the things I want out of life? And to be honest, like at that point I was like, I just, after reading this book, I made it a goal to say like friendship and community are at the top of the list. And I, I have a lot of amazing friendships, so I don't feel like I have like a lack of friendships, but it is this kind of this, I, like a community, a place where, you know, you don't have to plan that much and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that big of a thing. And you just kind of know that people are going to be there. But even Aminatu and Anne couldn't have that. They moved apart too, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I think it's another thing that gets in the way of modern life, modern yeah. friendships. Yeah. People, man, people are moving around at a dizzying speed and it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think, um, yeah, circling back just like a little bit to this issue of like, you know, your, your serious, um, romantic partners and and friendships. Like, do you feel like you have ever been kind of abandoned by a friend who got into a serious relationship and like that, that spelled the end of your friendship? Or maybe didn't spell Mm. the end, but Okay, dramatically changed. Not really. Um, I would say I feel like most of my friends, when who are in like, like intense relationships, still maintain a friendship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it kind of just depends. I maybe I've been that friend to some extent, but. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think I have been that friend that much Um, because I think a lot of times, like just times when I've had a partner, like we've had shared friends. Yeah, which is so 
yeah. definitely the way to go. I mean, how about you? I have had that happen. Yeah. Um, I think like one particularly painful example was a really <laughs> good friend of mine. Um, we used to watch this one show together and then, and like, to be fair, I think I was in and out as well, you know, cause my, my thing is always that I'm just moving around a lot. So I'm not really sure like how consistently we were watching this show or like whatever, maybe I'd left her hanging, but like, uh, yeah, she got into a, a serious relationship. I felt like I saw her a lot less. Um, and then kind of like <laughs> to top it all off, she told me about how she'd watch like the, the, the series finale with her new Oh my partner. gosh. And that was really that painful for me. cheating whore. <laughs> yeah, it was really painful. I mean, it was just like, it was just like, okay, yeah. yeah, I get it. Because we were kind of, you know, those people that leaned on each other for, for a lot of things. And it was just like, okay, yeah, you're leaning on someone else now. But it's yeah, okay. Like, that I sends mean, a message. Now that I'm on, like, I feel like it's not that... I don't know. You know, sometimes it's hard to accept that you're that you're doing that. But I think I hope that, you know, I'm not. But I now that I am in a serious relationship, I kind of like get it a bit more, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you don't have energy for everything. Like, honestly, you just don't have the same needs, perhaps. Or like, I don't know. I was talking with a friend recently about like, you know, going out and stuff and like going to the club and how it's just like a lot <laughs> it's just like there's no mystery to how the night is going to end anymore and like that's just made the club a lot less fun for me right i think i might really i think i that might have a lot to do with it for me as well um i was also thinking i think another like parallel situation to this is when your best friend's best friend comes around or something like that uh-huh like I mean, haven't we all had like someone we're really close with and who kind of is like our like, you know, our just like our buddy Yeah. in that moment. And then like they have another friend or, you know, they become closer with someone else. Like, yeah, it feels similar sad. to me. Yeah, that can be totally painful. And, yeah, I feel like that's super painful. But I mean, it doesn't mean that you will have less of a friend. It doesn't mean they care less about you. It just means they're kind of going through a different... You know, they're they're in it with a different relationship at the moment. And it's, yeah, like outside looking in, you know, sometimes you just go through phases where you're kind of, you're more aligned with one person and less aligned with another person. Yeah, I think that's true. But I mean, it still feels a bit like you can't really have your cake and eat it too. Like that's fine if you want to go hang out with this other person, whether it's another super good friend or like, no, it's a a partner, um, but you can't really expect that I'm just going to, like my needs are now not being met in the same way. So now right. I'm going to have to right. move along. Well, I think that's where it gets dicey. So like, I don't think I've ever had a friend just like start ditching me uh -huh. for. I mean, I yeah, I feel like I've definitely had friendships. Like I have one friendship in particular, this person's just like a serial monogamous. And I just remember like, it would kind of, it just got a little tiresome having them always have, you know, a guy. And then I always felt like whenever I would hang out with that person, I'd have to hang out with him too, or it would kind of be more about them. And it was a little bit less about the friendship. So I think I, I think I have had that happen. And I think 
the real difference is like, are you like, are they not still making time for the friendship? Which I think goes back to the book. What the book is saying is like, if you want good friendship, you have to prioritize it and make time for it and treat it like a relationship. Like maintain that shit. Yeah. Don't just expect that, you know, if you hang out from time to time, it's always going to be great. I mean, sure, that's the case for some people, but like put some effort into it, put some work into it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is that you have less time and that we all kind of, as we start thinking about what we want to do with our lives, quote unquote, or like we've spent a lot of time hanging out, talking about what we want to do with our lives, kind of like in your last episode. Um, yeah. But now we're like doing it, you know, maybe you're, um, well, actually I think I'm getting like the order mixed up. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but like, you know, if you're like, say to your friends in your twenties, like, I'd love to just like own a farm someday and live off the grid. Like now you like, maybe you go and like you get the farm and you, you're living off the grid yeah. and it's like, yeah, you're going to see people less, but you still have to see them or show up for them consistently and like with your whole self, you know? It goes It goes back to um, actually something I'm going to talk about in my next episode, which is, you know, you like you show up when you say you're going to show up. Yeah. And you do what you say you're going to do. And like, to be honest, that's a pretty big deal to me as a friend. Like whenever I tell somebody, especially a friend, that I'm going to go do something, like I damn well do it. And like this... Uh, summer got invited to a wedding um it was like had to travel to it and I was like oh my god I'm feeling so like broke tired busy like Ryan couldn't come so I'd have to like go alone and I was like I don't know should I go and it's like someone that I'm like you know I love but I'm not like uh super close with yeah um and then I like I like actually RSVP'd RSVP'd no. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, fuck it. Like, I'm going to show up for this friendship. Like, you know, she invited me. It's not a huge wedding. Like, I'm definitely going to go. And I went and it was, I'm really glad I went. Um, And so I think that that's, that's if you're kind of going back to the question that you said you were going to (laughs) ask, and I'll ask it to you in a second, but just how has the book changed your actions? I think a a part of it is just... um, I'm, I try to show up for people as much as possible. Yeah, that's really awesome. I mean, yeah. damn. Yeah, can't say I'm difference. like perfect at it, but... No, I mean, when are we perfect? But yeah, recently it's... I was kind of also debating about whether to go see a friend. Um, well, and then I, I ended up, you know, getting the tickets and I was telling my dad like... Yeah, I don't know, like, same thing, you know, I'm a little short on money, and I I don't know if it's really, like, the best time, but, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do it, because I haven't seen him forever, I want to see him. And my dad was like, you know, they say that you end up regretting the things you don't do a lot more than the things you do. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, it's true. And, like, how are you going to regret going and, like, hanging out for, for a few days with a really good friend? I mean, you just don't. Yeah. Like, unless it like, goes real sideways, but... I can use that to justify so much in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I'll, I will say, to like wrap up, I will say my last thought on this, which is kind of maybe like a little bit goes against what we've been saying this whole time, is I've also in recent years been reserving the right to kind of um, cut friendships off that aren't serving mm-hmm. me. Not because 
And like, <laughs> and I, when I, when I say yeah. I do this, it's, it's, it's honestly not even the close friends that like I have complicated mm-hmm. relationships with. It's not about that. Cause I think those are really worth fighting for. And I've learned that yeah. lesson the hard way. Um, it's more just realizing, okay, like I don't, my time isn't infinite. And if I'm hanging out with this person, I just don't feel like there's a lot here and I feel like I'm yeah. more doing it out of an obligation, then right. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And it's what's, what's kind of yep. upsetting is that there's like no, there's no, um, structure. There's no like socially acceptable way to go about telling someone that or to, like being like honest and like a good person yeah. while also being like, I'm sorry, but I just think I'm going to go my own way. I mean, they talk about this in yeah. the book, but there's no way to break up with friends that's respectful. I'm so sorry. That's Can you okay. back up? <laughs> that's okay. Um, I was trying to silence my phone and then it played this thing. So anyway. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, yeah, no, I was just thinking about how they also talk about this in the book, that there's no socially acceptable way to break up with, with friends you know, right? Maybe with longer friendships, um, there is, but there's no like conversation. Like, okay, we've been dating three months, and I just don't see this going anywhere, kind yeah. of thing. And so I, I don't know. know. I've I've just been feeling like a dick recently for like not really like showing up as much. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to do other than than just be real about it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a whole, it's probably a whole podcast episode in itself because yeah, it's like, real. it just depends who you know in common and if it's even worth, you know, doing that. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing we didn't have time to talk about today, which I think we should talk about at some point is our friendship yeah. and how like the pod, the podcast has like changed it. If it has kind of just looking at, you know, Aminatu and Anne's journey with it. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think I think way. Yeah, exactly. But I I like what you're saying that like I agree with what you're saying. You can't just be open to every single friendship. You do have to be selective. That's a little bit hard harder sometimes because I'm a little bit of a people pleaser as well. So it's like it's hard to know when yeah. to cut it off. And I'm personally right now going through like you know being new to New York. Um, I actually we know like a lot of people here, but none of um, my friends are like in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And so I feel like that's it. I mean, it's still, we're still friends and we still like hang out, but it's just like, it's a little bit like, you know, longer times in between hangouts and a little harder to get together and stuff like that. And like everyone, all of them are kind of like, they already have their lives, like kind of doing their own thing. Mm. And so I recently decided to, to go on <laughs> Bumble BFF. And oh my gosh, Amazing. Yeah, I I think a huge part of it is just because of what you're saying. Like, I'm like, I just really want to have some quality friendships. And I think if you want quality friendships, sometimes you got to look for quality. And like, there are a lot of other like acquaintances and people I've met who like seem really cool. Um, But, you know, like, I just, I feel like I'm like, want something a little bit deeper, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean... 
I feel like, yeah, there's just phases for all of this stuff. And like, I feel so lucky that I came to Barcelona, met the people I did, got introduced to the people that I know and like feel super fulfilled by my friendships here. Um, I don't know, those day-to-day ones. That's like, I feel super lucky about that. And I think that in order to make those, the friendships that are here um, and like even more important, like given, you know, other things that are in my life that I also need to prioritize, like it's just about like, you know, just kind of like being real, real with that. But God, I don't know. It's a tough one though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like making friends is, is, you know, it's, it's all well and good to be like, cool, big friendship is my jam. But then making people who are making friends with people who are also like all about that is another thing, especially like as adults, like I was kind of surprised just going on Bumble BFF because I was kind of like, oh, sure, let's try this out. And like, there were so many people on there. Really? Who were like, just like women, like our age, uh, um, you know, women and female presenting people or, you know, female identifying people on there. Yeah. um, Where, because apparently they don't do it for opposite sex. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, they they said that they're, they had, (laughs) they had like a little note. They're like, we had some issues with that. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, I bet you did. Um, I can see that. Um, but it was just so funny to me. I mean, not funny, but it was just like, oh, of course. Like everyone's looking for friendship. And like when you move to a new place and you're in your 30s, yeah. how in the fuck, and you're not in grad school or, you know, anything like that, how in the fuck are you supposed to meet friends? Yeah. And a lot of people are like married or in relationships or whatever. And um, yeah, so it just seemed like, of course. And there are a lot of people out there who I think who want the type of friendship and like really value friendship, especially like in our age group. Cause you know, we don't have kids yeah, until like later in life now, if at all. And so it's definitely like out there, but I just think in some ways just being intentional about what you're looking for um, and not just falling in with, it's so easy to just be friends with the people who are more convenient sometimes. Sure. And like to your point, Sometimes those relationships just, they don't feed you in the same way. So I think just like, you know, not settling partly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. And like, I I don't know. I'm still, like, I'm going to hang out with like a bunch of people today who aren't like super close friends of mine. Like I'm, because I think that they're cool and I want to become closer friends with them. Like I'm still like on like open to like, I'm not just like being like, okay, my spots are full. Like right. <laughs> I'm done. Right. Yeah. I'm not, not, no one new yeah. or anything can come in. It's, it's not about that at all. It's just like, if I guess I was just finding myself like hanging out a lot with like, you know, just feeling like, okay, I just don't think like at the core here, like there's a lot of synergy. And so. And I think, that's, that's, that is, that has to be part of it. That does have to be part of it. I mean, I feel the same, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like, like, you don't always, you don't have to just spend time with people. Maybe that's like the freeing part of being in your thirties. Yeah. You don't feel the same way. Like when you're in your twenties, you're like, all right, well, I'm, I'm here to hang out with whoever, like, you know, like, I don't want to, I feel like in my 20s, I wasn't as selective. But now that in your 30s, you're like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just really not as desperate. Um, I have plenty to do. Yeah. And I, and I have people. 
to hang out with. Yeah. But like you you have to be selective with your time a little bit, kind of going back to the theme we were talking about, like about being busy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's not, it's not infinite. It's- it isn't. And I think um, this episode is becoming a little bit infinite as well. Oh so, my God, yeah. Speaking of infinity, um, I mean, there's just so much to talk infinity. about with friendship. It's such a huge There's topic. a lot. We um, could do like a whole podcast, but yeah. Let us know if you liked this episode. Let us know if you want to hear more about friendship or if you have like any thoughts about friendship. Um, you can send us an email at what's your number pod at gmail.com or, you know, send us a DM on Instagram at what's your number pod. Um, yeah, yeah we would us. absolutely love to hear from you. Exactly. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Well said, my dear. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we will catch you next time. Um, yeah, go hang out with your friends. Go hang out with your friends. <laughs>